Among the enduring questions of life, from what's that fly doing in my soup, to what the heck is Chris Matthews talking about, there's this question. Why can't the news media just call a spade a spade? Blame the even-steven nature of American journalism, which resolutely strives to stay out of the story. Case in point, the recent Values Voters Summit, a conservative shindig thrown by the virtue-crat wing of the Republican Party. Predictably, the two-day summit was a panderpalooza. Here's former Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney playing to the cheap seats. If President, I'll also work with the people in this room as I have for the past four years to champion a federal marriage amendment to protect marriage as the union of a man and a woman. Despite Romney's best efforts to hoover up to the values voters crowd, he lost an on-site straw poll by a five-to-one margin to former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee. But as one news report noted, the summit sponsors also allowed anyone worldwide to vote online for a dollar, leading Romney to mobilize supporters to, yes, vote online. Romney beat Huckabee in the combined voting by four-tenths of a percent. According to the news report, that helped Romney demonstrate that he had support among Christian conservatives. No, it demonstrated that Romney has support among his supporters. But why get technical about it? Another case where the news media didn't provide the full story occurred in the Boston Globe when actor Ben Affleck came to town to promote his movie Gone Baby Gone. While he was here, Affleck also promoted a local campaign to unionize workers at Boston's teaching hospitals. Several days later, the Globe published a letter from one Brett Jacobson, senior research analyst for the Washington, D.C.-based Center for Union Facts. It is truly inspirational, Jacobson wrote, that Ben Affleck took a break from his intense schedule of Sox games and celebrity poker tournaments to help service employees international union officials unionize Boston's teaching hospitals. In all seriousness, Affleck as union frontman is ridiculous. That's rich coming from the Center for Union Facts, which is itself a front group for anti-labor corporations. The Union Facts website features stories such as Unions Cook Up Kettle of PRBS, along with sections on crime and corruption and unfair labor practices, which runs a tally of union labor law violations. Special bonus, the Center for Union Facts also has an ad campaign that includes TV spots like this one targeting union leadership. What do you love about your union? You know what I love? Paying union dues, just so I can keep my job. I think it's great that my union dues are going to politicians I don't even like. I really like how the union discriminates against minorities. Nothing makes me feel better than knowing that I'm supporting their fat cat lifestyles. And the Boston Globe, by not pointing out the facts, ends up in effect supporting the Center for Union Facts. NPR's On the Media took up the issue of calling a spade a spade last summer during the Beltway rumpus over the wholesale firing of U.S. attorneys. Then Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez had more stories than John Updike when he testified on Capitol Hill, leading to this exchange between On the Media co-host Bob Garfield and New York Times public editor Clark Hoyt. We see some reflection of that in the New York Times editorials, phrases like, free and loose with the facts and so forth, but the Times and other newspapers seem loath to actually call Gonzalez a liar. Why is that? My own view is that a news organization should never say in its news columns the word liar. It's such a loaded, judgmental word. It's certainly appropriate to use it if you're quoting someone, but adopting it yourself, I think, uh, leaves you open to all kinds of accusations of partisanship. Fair enough, but tiptoeing around the reality of situations doesn't produce the best obtainable version of the truth, just the safest.